bam and you say god damn this is a dope jam i'm broad i'm broad i'm broader than broadway yes i'm broad said i'm broad calm down i'm broader than broadway and it's a full moon so i'm diddling 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 myself even more and it feels so good your sauce will mix with ours and we'll make a good goulash baby oh yeah what time is it it's time for get <laughs> They're coming for me, folks. There's my ride. It's time for Get Wood with your pal, Jess Wood. Hi, my name's Jess Wood. How are you on this delightful, delicious, de-lovely, de-gorgeous day, night, evening? I'm fucking sad. You know, I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? I know you are. But what am I? I mean, it. He, Pee Wee Herman. If you were following him since the Cheech and Chong movies, hamburger. I mean, he. He was a part of our childhood. I had a boyfriend. Shout out to Mark, uh, my boyfriend from when I was a teen. And I lived in a hotel room by myself. And Mark was my boyfriend at the time. And he wrote to me and he said, uh, and in the note, he said, as soon as I heard Paul Rubens died, I thought of you and our um, second street and bong hits and watching him every Saturday morning. And, and, you know, he, and he said something like he was the perfect hippie kid. Uh, cause he was, he was our friend. What I think we really, why Gen Xers really fell in love with Pee Wee so much. Like he was there, he was consistently there and we knew he was for us. We knew that he knew that we knew, I like you like Dottie there are things you don't understand about me Dottie there are things you wouldn't understand there are things you shouldn't understand I'm a loner Dottie a rebel (laughs) paging Mr. Herman Mr. Pee-wee paging Mr. Herman Mr. Pee-wee Herman Oh my God. I mean, his, his Saturday morning cartoon, they were there. He was there more than our parents. So, you know, okay. So just an aside, if you're looking at me and you're looking at my hat and my whole situation, do I look like Theo Vaughn if he was a they? Is that how I appear right now? I feel like there's a very Theo Vaughn. Hey y'all. Hey (laughs) y'all. I've got the UFO earrings on just in case, you know, they come through, be like, hey, I'm ready for y'all. I'm, I got y'all. I got y'all merchandise. I got your swag on. Anyway, shout out to Chris Abbott um, by Abbott Cavaloha on Instagram for the hat he sent me. He fucking rules. If you're in Venice or Santa Monica or in the West, West Side, uh, go and visit. <laughs> go and see if you can find a pop-up or a, a, a music fest or somewhere where Cav is um, hanging out and selling his, his gear because it's good, 
good good gear. Speaking of good gear, look at the babes are here. The babes from the Babel Studios. Please go and check them out. They have all kinds of killer deals right now. And let me tell you something about some of the merch. It's 18 plus. I know. <laughs> I will jiggle my titties for that. Oh, God, Pee-wee. There's no basement in the Alamo. Like, how many things do we quote, right? Okay, I know. I know. I know. But you know what else? The moon is in the seventh house. When the moon is in the seventh house and Jupiter aligns with Mars. I know you know. There's peace will guide the planet. We really hope peace is going to guide this fucking planet. And la ha hav will fill the stars. This is the dawning of what? The age of Aquarius. Because it's an Aquarius full moon. But it's a sturgeon moon. Is that a fish? Anyway, yeah, I thought it was funny that it was Aquarius. But also the same day being that it's the first of the month. It's the first of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up. <laughs> Remember when Chris Rock made a joke about that? So they have they have a rap about uh, being on welfare. Uh, you know, it's the first of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Speaking of be it being the first of the month, hey, everyone, I would like to invite you, if you're anywhere nearby Brooklyn or the areas around it, please, tonight, 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 it's gonna be a killer show tonight you have to come to young ethel's bar i don't know why this has turned into a musical act all of a sudden but you know what the aquarius moon is all about you guys it's about embracing like who you are maybe you look a little like theo vaughn maybe you sing a lot whatever dudes and chicks and whom's you ever applies to whatever's you apply and deal not in the middle of it all but among everyone them anyhow so yeah the moon huh <laughs> really does a number on your whole nervous system anyway so tonight <laughs> if you like this if you just want more of this in your life and in IRL stop it you don't you're not supposed to say in IRL Who's getting older? Uh, if you would like to come to a real show tonight, a real show. This is also a real show. Jessica, maybe you should take a breath. Let's all collectively take a breath, shall we? At Young Ethel's in Brooklyn, there's a comedy show that is going to be extraordinary. Uh, Kendra Cunningham is producing it. She's also in it. She's hysterical. Uh, there are a few other very funny performers, but also, and also, there is a game. Also, there's going to be tarot readings. And who, I mean, who doesn't want to get their tarot read, especially on the Aquaria full moon? So come on down, 7 p.m. tonight. See you there. I don't know why I had to meow at you like a tiger in heat, but maybe that's just another piece of who I am. <laughs> get used to it algorithm they can't get you know what i get you know what ads i get i don't know if anyone else gets these female prison ads like have you been abused in a female prison like why do i get these unsolicited ads i haven't been to the female prison i mean not since i'm a teenager stop it you cute i know so also you you do know that i did a show on sunday night 
in Brooklyn at the Coney Island Museum. So beautiful. You can't believe it. You can't. You're around this historic, um, there are rides there, like, like bump, there's like a bumper car. All right, you know, it's quite ruckusy here today in the, in the island of Coney. I never know if you can hear all, quite all the sirens, so I just leave a little room for them, if you can. So, uh, I did my storytelling show on Sunday night from the Coney Island Museum, and it was so beautiful. Once again, the second out of three dates that I got there for the summer, and we had repeat uh, audience Thank you so much. You know who you are. And we had one of the guys who's in charge of the place tell a story. Adam, I feel like I'm in the dark, halfway in the dark. Is the sun going away? Is it getting darker out or am I losing my eyesight? Well, it's probably a little of both, baby. Um, anyway, we, it was such a beautiful, and it was about music. Um, you know, and it's hard to really... Uh, tell a story about music so much because music is so ethereal, right? We don't really have like a solid uh, take on music. You can have a story, I guess, about music. So everyone had these really cute, cute, I shouldn't say, but wonderful, wonderful stories about music. And I opened it up with the... Um, the fact, here's a, here's a fact for you. Uh, my, the first song that I ever memorized, uh, I was seven years old. It was uh, The Message from Grandmaster Flash. Don't push me because I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. And that is just, you know... I, I was seven years old. How does how does a seven-year-old relate to such sadness and depth? Well, I talked about it on stage and in a humorous way. It wasn't like I didn't bring anybody down, but I really think if Grandmaster Flash is your first song that you memorize about Don't Push Me Because I'm Close to the Edge um, and you're seven, that's some deep shit, man. So I said, you know, I was raised by really uh, violent hippies and I think that influences the type of music that you listen to. Because, of course, look, it's almost like you have to go your first people because of your parents. You go to the, the stoners, right? And, and the music that they listen to, like the Pink Floyders and the ACDCers and the Van Haleners and all those kids. Long hair, uh, cut T-shirts, you know the type. And... They and that music, I still like that music, you know, classic rock. It was classic rock when we were listening to it. Now it's like classic, classic rock. Now the rock that they say is classic is like the rock that I grew up on. And that feels scary to you, right? As a as a human. Um, so uh, talking about how I was how I was affected by music, but I think everyone is affected by music um, at the story show on Sunday, I said, don't you remember like the song that was playing when you lost your virginity, the song that was playing the first time you got drunk, the song that was playing when you got in trouble, you know, maybe you snuck out to a club or something or a show and your parents showed like one of your parents showed up or something. Right. And there and music is just so there are these beautiful, specific places that are bookmarked 
with songs, you know, and, and movies do it all the time. Movies. I mean, Martin Scorsese is totally like a music user to like emotionally gear us towards certain feelings or things that are coming up or things to, to I mean, Goodfellas, are you kidding me? That soundtrack, if I heard the soundtrack right now, I could, I, I bet a lot of us could picture what was happening at that moment in the, uh, in the movie. It's just how music is. So it's so effective. And someone um, spoke about a roller rink story, like being at the roller rink as a young girl and having a crush on a guy that was also roller skating. And that, you know, of course, sparked some stuff for me. Like, I love hosting because I get to get up between everybody and I get to, like, riff off of whatever they've just said. And so... I get like the best of both worlds. I get to perform, but I also get to like kind of improvise when not kind of, but improvise when something sparks like uh, inspires me, you know, um, at the moment. Really, really fun and really, really great, great show. And uh, shout out to Adam for his first time ever doing it. And he told a story about being performing at a late night show and Billy Joel also performing there. And Billy Joel is from Brooklyn or Long Island or something. You know, he's from New York. And Adam had on the Coney Island freak show, sideshow t-shirt. And Billy Joel just struck up a conversation with him. And then Adam got in trouble from Billy Joel's holders. Hold, holders? Handlers. They don't hold him. They handle him. And got escorted away. As he put it, they grabbed me by my back fat and led me out of the studio. I couldn't even, I was, we were laughing so hard, but it was such a good start. So the roller rink, the, the back fat at, with Billy Joel, um, there was a story about, uh, Beyonce and all the single ladies, a story about a drinking game that, where they cued all these music for a minute of each song for the drinks that they could down. And I mean, it was just, it was so good and everyone was so different. And there was someone that was there last month as well that was back. And she said to me, you know, I've seen so many shows through this whole month since I haven't seen you guys. And this is still my favorite show. And it's different every time. And there's not the same storytellers. Uh, but it was just, it was great. A girl told a story about fighting, not being a fighter. And the song that was like, I just just wonderful it was just wonderful and it felt like you know it feels like because people are getting more vulnerable with the audience and with themselves really and and each other um it there's a depth to the to the room there's like an energy the energy kind of shifts whereas like with stand-up just straight stand-up it, it's it's a little bit more um on the aggress a little like competitive or holding like maybe people aren't as open to your set because they're thinking of what they're going to say with their jokes or they're comparing it to what they just said with their joke. Like it's a, I don't know how to explain it. It's just a much different energy. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah. Oof. So it was great. It was great. So young Ethel's tonight. I'm very excited, but, uh, before obviously I have a couple of other things to tell you. I, um, I did go to lunch with my Aunt Vicky uh, yesterday, which is wonderful. You know, my aunt lives here. I have two aunties and an uncle and a couple cousins that live out here. It's my only family, really. And I get to see her. 
and I feel good because she's getting older and, you know, but she's still so fucking cool. And she's such a New Yorker, you know, like we meet, where do we meet? At the Grand Central Station at the clock, you know, like that's such a New York. I mean, to me, you kind of can't get any more New York than meeting at the Grand Central Station clock, you know, and what the funniest part of that whole location is that she's never at the clock. She's always like leaning against one of the ticket booths for the, you know, the train upstate. And so, I, (laughs) I mean, I look, I do look at the, at the clock area first, but then I always have to remember, well, she likes a lean, which I totally get. Excuse me, I'm burping. Uh, so we, we, see one another hooray she's always carrying way too heavy of a bag do you have an older relative or neighbor person that is carrying a bag and you're like excuse me can i please carry that bag what is happening right now so i pick it up and i'm like jesus christ what do you have in here i can't imagine you gotta bring this up well i have a couple present toonies for you that's what she calls a present from present toonies and i said oh my god really how nice, but please let me carry it. That's even more reason for me to carry it. She's, there's books, there's vitamins, supplements. She's like a whole one woman show with this bag. You know, she's like, bag lady. And she says, oh, you're very good. You're a very nice niece. You're a very nice niece. I, I, thank you so much. I said, are you kidding me? This bag weighs like 45 pounds, like half the weight of you. And she goes, oh, please, I'm much heavier than that. And I said, I don't know. But she looked so cute with her little jewelry. You know, my auntie, she's adorable. So uh, she, <laughs> she had baked me some brownies. Uh, at, wink, wink nudge nudge I mean it's legal so I don't even have to like wink or nudge but she made it seem like (laughs) first of all if you listen to last week's show or the week before I forget and I told you guys sometimes I'll travel with a little weed on me but I only travel like a 1987 drug dealer from 1987 (laughs) because I put it in tinfoil and I'm like I got I got it now and I got it in the tinfoil and I'm on my way Um, I guess the apple doesn't fall far from the tree because my auntie had a thing you could, I mean, if you baked brownies and you were bringing them to someone, would you put them in a Tupperware? I think I would probably, I probably would put them in a Tupperware, right? Because you put them in a tinfoil and then all the, it's not, well, she had a tinfoil and she goes, put these in your purse. Like she was so, it was like we were in Thailand and she was handing me a, like a pound of heroin. You know what I mean? Put this in your purse, put this away, put this away. And I, I cracked up so hard. I said, auntie, you know, it's, um, legal. Also we're in Grand Central Station. Like what is this Grand Central Station? It's very busy here. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So I got some brownies and yes, I did eat one last night. Thank you so much for asking. And I, I, it got me, I mean, I did sleep, which is wonderful because I feel like, uh Oh, I feel like, uh, not being able to sleep. Uh, that's a, that's a big one. So this brownie, I put me right to sleep. Also, my roomie gives me uh, melatonin, but not just alone. It's like a pill with I want to say it's Ashkenazi, but that's a Jew. That's one of my people. It's something like that, Ashkawaza. It's not ayahuasca and it's not Ashkenazi, but it's in between those things. 
Anyway, uh, so I slept really well, but the brownie, I had such a brownie headache. Do you ever get a headache after an edible? I don't think I should eat the edibles. I, I, I don't know. I don't think I should eat the edibles. I, I'm not going to not eat from my aunt, though, because so it's like, ugh, she's so, you know, she baked them. She brought them from upstate. Put it in your bag. She was paranoid about them. I, I need to be eating her brownies because... What what is she gonna eat them all? But then I woke up this morning and I was so puffy and I had a headache and I was like, oh my god, I look like my aunt, you know. And it was it was a lot, and so I had to do some stuff. Put them in your bag. So anyway, have you ever watched QVC? This is a good transition from my aunt Vicky to the QVC. Have you ever watched the QVC thing? QVC. It's like um. God, I don't even know what it fucking stands for. Oh my God, that's so weird because I watch it for relaxation. I've never ordered anything off of a, of a, a television. Well, here here we go. I don't ever lie to you, but I'm going to, and, and this is admitting something very embarrassing. The one thing that I've ever ordered off the television for like a tape or a whatever, it was an exercise video. <laughs> don't, you can laugh. And do you remember Rock of Love? Right, that was the uh, Brett Michaels reality show where he was dating the girls wanted to date him and stuff. So this was a commercial that would come on during Rock of Love, and I ended up ordering from said uh, place. It was a workout video, but it was strip strip tease. Yeah, like there was one where you needed a chair, and my boyfriend at the time was like, "Fuck yeah, get that," you know, like because you watch it like, "Uh huh," you know, like doing the whole situation, and but it was so I ordered it, and it was like two for one because remember Girls Gone Wild? Of course you do. How do you not? How does anyone forget that? And they those for a while were like two for one, and so I guess the stripper workout video was like, you know, Girls Gone Wild seems like a good business idea. <laughs> they're, they're a good business to follow uh, their, you know, practices. So they had a twofer, one, and so I got this one. It was one you needed a chair, and that was very sexy. And then the other one, you just would, you know, if hopefully you had a man around that you could put his, your ass up his, on his nose or his lap. It was a lot of, like, face down, ass up. That's the way we like to get rid of a little booty fat. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't. <laughs> uh, oh, dear God. So QVC does not have the striptease workout video, which if it did, it would go quickly, I imagine. Or maybe it wouldn't. Their fucking stuff is awful. Now, I watch it for some reason it really relaxes me. I have no idea psychologically what the fuck is going on in my brain. I mean, it must be just so dumb because I do. I make fun of it, you know, and then I've never had anyone watch it with me. But last night, Juliet was watching it. My roommate was watching it with me. <laughs> and she was even funnier. She goes, we're like Mystery Science 2000 for fucking QVC. And I go, I know. And we should have that. <sighs> really? We should really have that. We should do that. So we're going to do that. Um, that's going to be our new. That's going to gonna be my TikTok channel so you know is it dangerous out here are they are these people being hurt with all these sirens or is it just so many old people and it's a full moon and a lot of people die on the full moon <laughs> oh my goodness 
Anyway, so we're watching QVC and we're cracking up and like, I don't know if you know it, but it's awful. But there's models of all different shapes and sizes and colors and, you know, they're representing everyone, which is very nice and everything. But it's just the, this, the clothing is awful and it's called like Girls Night In, you know, and like the gals are like, oh, gosh, this is just the best. Have you ever had a sweatshirt that was so comfy? Oh, gosh, no, Susan, have you? You know, and it's just awful. So they're showing them on oh look at how cute jane looks in the in the orange you know oh janie orange is your color ha 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 and jane is over there on their set and there's a big green velvety couch behind jane and all of a sudden my roommate juliet goes how much for the couch <laughs> are you kidding me are you fucking kidding that i will laugh about that for years to come just that is some classic that's some that's just some smart, funny shit. I mean, that let's admit, let's admit some smart, funny. Anyway, uh, I don't know what's going on technically out there, but I feel like something weird is going on technically in the in the thing because people keep coming. I don't know, and writing. Anyway, whatever's happening out there, uh, Theo Vaughn. <laughs> Theo Vaughn says, "Come tonight to Young Ethel's in Brooklyn if you're around," and also. Um, I'm very sad about Pee Wee, and I know a lot of us are, and I know it's Sinead O'Connor. I mean, she wasn't like a big, I didn't have any of her records or anything like that, but Nothing Compares to You was one of those songs. I mean, it was written by Prince, right? And it was one of those videos. It was just like, it was, I feel like Gen X and older millennials have a... a like, because we didn't have the internet yet, there were these things that were so um, close to our hearts and we didn't have any parents or guidance or anybody at home when we got home. So we needed things to like connect to. And these were the things that we connected to MTV and, um, you know, uh, Pee Wee and I don't know, I'm going to cry. Uh, so I was thinking, like, you know how it goes in threes, and I hate to say that because who's going to be be next? I'm thinking, like, the way that it's going, it seems like, like, Morris Day or something. You know what I mean? I hate to say that. A lot of people think that Jamie um, Foxx is a clone. <laughs> Did you see him come on and be like, I'm not a clone? Really? Because a clone would say that. <laughs> What have I watched this week? I haven't because, you, oh no, I did. What did I watch this week? No, I haven't because I was working and um, yeah, I've been working as a bartender at a restaurant, Upper East Side, and it's very interesting. I'll say it interesting because it is, it's, I, I don't, it's so bizarre to be, and the place is called Havalena, and if you know what a Havalena is, if you're in Albuquerque or the Southwest and you're listening or watching this, you'll, you, look at how my voice got, like, how you guys talk out there, like, Havalena, man, I fucking got, uh, I got chased by a couple of them, man, where I was in Albuquerque, and I told people, I'm like, hey, I was in fucking Burke, and I got fucking out of the car, eh? and they were like, look out, cause Havalena, and I was like, hey, Havalena, all right, and they were like, this is no joke, bitch. This is not a dance party. Get your fucking ass back in the car or run into that establishment because that fucking, yeah, it's a boar. It's a pig. It's a big pig boar. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of which, um, of, of boars and, and New Mexico and Albuquerque, and I'm going to bring them in the aliens, 
in this yellow. You see it's in yellow. I got it in yellow um, in the mountains. Okay. So one time, so this is really quick before I go. So one time me and my friend Carla, we were driving. Okay. Hold on. Cause I'm going to talk like everybody out there because I'm talking about it. Okay. So we were driving me and her from, um, Texas back. We went and did shows in Texas and stay with her sister. Shout out. Thank you. Love, love. Okay. So we, so we go out there, but we're coming back and like, there's no gas stations like for real, like a lot, you know, it's like last exit till hell you know what i mean like it's all these like so we didn't have so her little i forget what it's odometer i forget what it's called the gas thing it didn't work and so she had to kind of like oh i think i have enough gas well she didn't have enough gas poor baby and poor baby next to her because i had triple a and i was like girl i got us and i fucking triple a it what's up and it was like one in the morning or 12 in the yeah it was like one in the morning and i was like what's up triple a and they were like no and i was like what do you mean and they were like no and i said I don't understand how you say no. Why is it so? <laughs> I said, I don't understand how you're going to say no. You're triple A. I pay for. There's some. Okay. Is it because it's full moon? Because there's never. It's like. It's only been 25 minutes, you guys. And we've heard. It's all we've heard, I feel like, are the sirens. I hope you haven't heard it too much. So, anyway. Oh my gosh. So, anyway. <laughs> Anyway, we get fucking, we run out of gas and we run out of gas between Albuquerque and whatever the fuck is behind us. But it's either one, we can see the lights of Las Cruces. I think it's Las Cruces, Cruces. Anyway, we could see the lights of Albuquerque. We could see the lights of Las Cruces and we couldn't, and we couldn't get back to them. It was too far to walk. It was fucking midnight or one in the morning. Anyway, AAA said, no. I said, what do you mean AAA? I pay for you. They said, no. They said, it's too late. None of our local vendors will come and get you because what happens is if you're out in the middle of bumfuck motherfucking nowheresville in the desert of albuquerque um you have to depend on some mom and pop tow truck that's gonna come and get you in the middle of the fucking highway at one o'clock in the morning and guess what if they're asleep and they're like nine what do you mean get up and a lot of people in albuquerque call albuquerque land of manana which if you know what manana means tomorrow tomorrow friends not today so (laughs) anyway everyone turned us down all the triple a people turned us down we were sitting in our truck and we're like, oh my God. And then we started to say, and this is no shit, no fucking exaggeration, nothing. I'm telling you the God's honest fucking fucking truth right now. Okay, you ready? We started to say, man, maybe an alien will come. Maybe an alien will come and help us. Maybe there'll be an alien that'll come and help us. Wouldn't that be fun if just an alien would come and help us out? Like, that would be so nice and we would be so grateful. And they know that we're cool and like, we wouldn't do any shit. We wouldn't talk shit. We wouldn't even tell anybody. They, we probably wouldn't wouldn't even know. Okay. I'm not exaggerating for a second. When I tell you, I don't know, five, 10 minutes later, and we were keeping our eye on the rear view because we wanted to see if maybe there was like a tow truck or a truck that would come by and we could like flag it down. No, 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 no. All of a sudden lights appeared in the rear view. Just all of a sudden, not coming off the highway and slowly approaching us behind. Just beep, there were some lights behind us. And we were like, what the fuck? Little teeny, tiny, teeniest, tiniest fucking car. One of those, not even a smart car. I don't even know what kind of car it was. It was just a little teeny, tiny bubble of a car. And this little teeny, tiny dude comes out, old Mexican dude. He's like, hello, ladies. And we're like, hi. And like, we're suspicious. Because it's like after midnight. 
And we already had this white dude come and be like, I was told to come. Like, no, you get the fuck away. And then this Mexican dude, and we were like, what? And he's like, no, it's okay. I come to help. I come to help. I come to help. And we were like, no, 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 we're good. We're good. He goes, but I go, I go, what do you need? I go and get it. I go get it for you. What do you need? And he was like, had this squeaky little voice. And he was so sweet and cute and little. And we were like, no, sir. No, we're good. We're good. Thank you so much, though. You're so sweet. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Then he leaves. But he leaves. We watch him leave. He drives this little teeny tiny. I'm not even fucking joking. You just shit bubble of a fucking car over the middle thingy of the highway and then is gone. So now, oh yeah, am I convinced that that motherfucker was an alien that came down to help us out? Yep. Am I convinced we should have just took him off on it and told him, yeah, can you go get us some gas and come back and give it to us? He would have done that shit and everything would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah. So this episode was brought to you by A-U-A-F. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. <laughs> I love you guys so much. I hope it wasn't too uh, crazy up in this technicalities and all that and yeah flavor of love the only love that counts that's right josh oh my god so cute thanks for coming in thanks for hanging out thanks for coming by whatever however long you stayed or however long you didn't uh i appreciate your time and um please go and check out my link tree for shows and where you can donate any kind of moolah it's one click away babies I appreciate you so much. I love you so much for watching. Remember, don't suck a dick you don't like or lick a pussy you don't like. Ah, don't do anything you don't like. And say hey to Theo Baum for me. All right.